0: Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, Dan Deegan, the sales guru for anyone in logistics sales, was on the show to talk about his tips, his tricks on how to sell in this market right now, as well as what you need to know as a logistics sales professional. His salespeople that he has trained and that has been through his program are now selling 6 figures a month. So don't forget to go and check it out. If you missed it, it's over at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast, and it is episode 169. My jobs are costing me more than they should because I don't have access to the best rates.
1: I can't try a new provider right now. I don't have the time. I have so many different Excel spreadsheets. There has to be a better way.
0: I have sent so many emails and still not booked the job. You spoke and we listened. Meet Ships. With ships, we're saying no to working with up to five different forwarders to move your goods manually. We're saying goodbye to multiple logins and dated systems of individual emails and Excel spreadsheets. We are saying no more to labor-intensive processes that strain relationships and waste time. Find your perfect partner, get quick and accurate costs, real-time benchmarking figures, and a secure online account all with one click. Sign up for your free trial now. Go to ships, that's S-H-I-P-Z or z.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Last week we did a live event with Blue Yonder to talk about all of the fulfillment trends. So if you missed that, go to the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page to watch all of the fun and get all of the value from the amazing information. That was shared there this week, um, coming up tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a panel discussion in partnership with Procurement Foundry and Palette Alliance. So get all of your questions around palettes together and come and join us for that live Show as well. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different than our usual shows because, as well as my Let's Talk Supply Chain hat, I'm also wearing my Ships hat today for a very special episode in partnership with a company who are striving to deliver transparency, collaboration, automation, and predictability across supply chains. Who wouldn't want to partner up with a business offering that? But who is it? Well, I'll let you know after the question of the week. So the question of the week was, with 2020 behind us, how do you feel about what's to come in 2021? We had a lot of great responses on this one. Adebayo says excited. Susan Walsh, really excited and positive. Davin says anxious, to be honest, because there's still so many unknowns. And Shniha says that she has some positive vibes for 2021. She cannot wait for the vaccine to arrive and hopefully the pandemic slowing down and we can get back to whatever that new normal looks like. Joselina, she says that um, there are limitless opportunities in 2021. She's feeling positive and hopeful that not only it will be a great year for everyone, but it'll also continue to channel all of the lessons we learned in 2020. Rhonda says, excited, re-energized, determined, and self-motivated. Love that. Ahmed says, optimistic. Peter says, optimistic as well. Naomi Garnis from our Let's Talk Supply Chain team says, positive. Manuel says, ready for the challenges. New era, new mindset. Love all of this. And thank you to everybody who responded and commented on our question of the week. And we have that coming out every single Wednesday morning on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, um, as well as Twitter. And we'd love to hear back from all of you. And if if you'd like to get featured, just comment on our Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn post. So now back to today's podcast. And of course, the dynamic and innovative company I have with me today is- is Mercado. And I'm super excited to have them here because Mercado and Ships will be partnering and are partnering in 2021 on a variety of different initiatives to not only help Mercado's customers, but also help the Ships customers as well. You may remember hearing from them as Rob, the founder, has been on the show a few times, and you will find more of their story in episode 122 under podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com. And if not, We will be giving an overview at the top of the episode of both what Ships does and also what Mercado does and how it's going to be a really great fit, how we're thinking about the partnership, how we're looking at collaboration. So welcome to the show, Rob.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. Great to be back.
0: I am so happy to have you on the show for our special crossover episode, because uh-huh. today, you know, we're talking about collaboration, which you all know is one of my favorite words. It's also a core pillar of Let's Talk Supply Chain of Ships, and I know that it's something that's close to Mercado's heart as well. So let's dive right in. Um, let's start with collaboration. Let's talk start with, you know, by talking about the benefits, so we can all have that in our heads for the rest of the show. What does collaboration mean to you and why is it so important? And then I'll weigh in.
1: Yeah, the the benefits we could talk about for the rest of this podcast, but I I just, before we do that, I wanted to touch on a little bit of what I was thinking about for collaboration specifically to our business, our international supply chain, because this is one of those rare businesses that's not only a mile wide, it's also a mile deep. Literally, it spans So many activities, right? You talk about the international supply chain; it occurs over months. There's multiple players involved. There's, and then you can go deep. You know, if you talk to somebody who's in the customs brokerage profession, for example, they spend years reading books to be able to be compliant with that one specific regulatory area. So we we definitely, as a, as a group, go a mile wide and a mile deep. And to me, that's the fundamental reason why collaboration is so so important, because there isn't one group, there isn't one entity. A, that can do it all um, just as a service or as a technology, but also has the expertise. So collaboration is essential in this business because it's very broad and it's very deep.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if anybody knows me, they know that I say collaboration is the future of business. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, like you said, not everybody can be everything to everyone. And I think when it comes to supply chain, and I ta- I've spoken about this on the show quite a number of times in 2020, and I think we've seen a lot of collaboration amongst um, competitors, which we've never seen before in 2020, which was very exciting to see. But if you think about supply chain be- really being the backbone of any business, um, you know procurement is also a backbone of the business, and those two departments really have to work well together. I think. Um, And I think also supply chain touches so many other parts of a business, right? So when we talk about customer experience, well, if you have a product and you're delivering that product to the customer, supply chain plays a very, very big role on getting that product to the customer and making sure that that customer is satisfied with not only the delivery, but also the packaging And it also plays a big role in whether that customer is going to come back and buy from you again. Um, You think about supply chain and marketing. Supply chain plays a huge role. If marketing wants to put out a sale or if they want to highlight a certain product Well, supply chain is a really, really big part of that because you've got to start the sourcing and the transportation well ahead of when marketing is really going to put that out there to the market. And then I would also say um, just one last one is sales, right? Supply chain plays a huge role in sales, no matter what business that you're in. And so I think that if you're not communicating with those different departments in your business and you're not sitting down and really saying, hey you know, what do you go through on a day-to-day basis? How can supply chain help you with that? Or maybe this is what we need from you to be able to really um, make sure that our processes are effective and efficient um, and so we can really deliver what we promise to the customer.
1: Yeah, so just sort of a a real-life case study that you reminded me of, uh, Sarah, when I worked for Michael Stores, we were sort of the seasonal company. We had every season we celebrated St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's (laughs) Day, et cetera. And we could never get it right. We were always having the wrong product in the wrong store at the wrong time. And we'd miss some holidays completely because it was complicated. Wow! And it wasn't until we sat down as a group around a table with all of those different departments you mentioned that we started to realize how closely these things were linked. And we eventually, the long story short, it's a really long story, but we came up with a seasonal calendar and it started very simply. If Valentine's Day is on February 14th, it needs to be in the store no later than February 1st. If it needs to be in the store by February 1st, it's got to be out of the DC by January 1st and into the DC by December 1st, which means it had to have been ordered four months before that. And so all of those things connect. And so if you don't place your, if you don't plan properly and you don't place your purchase order on time or the shipping doesn't occur and you get the product to the store on February 15th, what happens? In that simple example, you've got to wait a full year to get your money back.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the other thing to consider on on that point, and I'm really glad that you shared that example, is that, you know, Marketing might not or sales might not understand some of the disruptions that can happen throughout that supply chain. You have to plan for that. And so really the communication is also the backbone of collaboration where you can sit down with marketing and plan your seasonal calendar like you were talking about and say, hey, we need to plan for a potential customs exam that could take upwards of a week or two weeks. We need to plan for some bad weather, like if you're shipping over." the winter, right? And it's moving by rail and something happens or the ports shut down or things like that. And so really being, being able to communicate some of those disruptions is also part of that collaborative opportunity to come together to really make sure that everybody is on the same page and it doesn't come up as a surprise.
1: Well, that that was the beauty of that collaboration. sir. once we had that calendar in place and we assigned roles to each, so, you know, we knew when sourcing had to have the vendors lined up, we knew when purchasing had to place the orders and so forth. And the beauty of it was when there was a disruption, or even if we anticipated a disruption, we met every week. And so we were sitting back around the same table and we would just pretty quickly go through the eight different departments involved and everybody would give sort of report out. And hopefully it was nothing to report this week, meaning everything's on track but many times it was exactly what you said. And because we were collaborating, everybody could shift. If you know about yeah. it in advance, there's something you can do about it. It's when you don't have that collaboration and you don't know about it in advance that there's no recovery.
0: Absolutely. So why are we talking about collaboration today? And why is this a crossover episode? Well, I'm going to tell you, and that's because Mercado and my company, Ships, Um, will be collaborating in 2021. And we want to talk about what that looks like and what a partnership like that can look like. But before we do that, I think we need to get a little bit more of an idea, even though, Rob, you've been on the show a few times talking about Mercado, who you are and what you do. Let's just give a brief overview of both companies so that the audience can get a better idea of why we're even coming together and why we're talking about this today.
1: Yeah, and I'll make it super quick because you're right, we've covered this topic before, but in the the short, very short summary version of this, we're an import management system. And so we focus on combining those activities, essentially connecting so that they can collaborate, the sourcing departments, purchasing and logistics departments. So that's what our role is, an import management system to connect um, those three parties. And as I mentioned at the top, with a mile wide and a mile deep, there's so many things that are needed by those departments that our platform can facilitate but but doesn't necessarily do so for us partnerships are essential, so that we can give the customers the full experience, while not building everything ourselves, because that would be sort of, uh, you know, detrimental.
0: Yeah, and I think an important part to note there is that Mercado really is the first mile. So if you think about supply chain, you've got first mile, you've got middle mile, and you've got last mile. So first mile really is that sourcing and that purchasing. Middle mile is really the transportation of the products from overseas Um, into your DC and then that last mile is from the DC all the way to your customer's door just so everybody gets an idea of what that looks like and so Ships really is that middle mile and that's why Mercado and Ships really come together as a great partnership um ships is a bid and ship marketplace for air freight and ocean freight so if you're an importer or an exporter and you are looking to um connect with different freight providers to quote out your air and ocean freight shipments and then book those air and ocean freight shipments with that freight provider ships is that platform for you it's one login one vendor account and you've got access to multiple different freight providers on our platform and so that's you know that's really what that is mercado's the first mile and ship is, ships is that middle mile right, yeah bro?
1: well said perfect
0: Awesome. Awesome. So just so now that everybody knows a little bit more about Mercado and Ships, let's talk about the different ways that we can look to collaborate in business, because obviously there's a lot of different ways. You and I have really just spoken about how important collaboration really is to any business. Um, But let's start by talking about extending your offering by filling in your gaps with a third party. Um, I know I can talk about that because we've got a couple of different integrated partners. um, And then we can also talk about that from the Mercado and Ships angle. Did you want to start with that, Rob?
1: Yeah. um, So third party for me can come in, in a bunch of different flavors. So an existing partnership, Sarah, that I think you and I share in common or certainly know well, is uh, Chain. So, so their role is integrating from a data perspective to different companies, and we're required to connect to a lot of companies. In the role that we perform, and Chain is a great partner. They specialize in that area, and so they can do that work much more efficiently and effectively than we can. So, so that's a you know an example of outsourcing a skill in terms of an area we don't have competency. But another example would be an area where we don't uh, want to do that service or there's somebody who does it better as, as ships as an example you're an expert in that area your background is expert in that area and you've built a product that solves that problem so when we come across a customer that needs that service having the collaboration the connectivity to ships allows me to offer a service i couldn't otherwise offer and make myself and yourself more valuable to that customer
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that is so well said. I'm going to give a couple of more examples of how we are looking at third parties with the integration as well. So um, initially in our launch, we just launched in um, September 2020, and we took a look at a couple of the gaps that we had. One of them was the financing part. So we wanted to make sure that we were integrating with a third party that offered – that offered payment in variety of different ways and also gave credit to our customers. So if you're an importer or an exporter, you know how important it is for a freight forwarder to provide you with credit. But the downside of that for the freight forwarder is that the freight forwarder really doesn't want to act as a bank. And so we knew that part of the the um, part of what people would want to come to ships for would also be that they would be able to get credit, so we wouldn 't be disrupting that flow for them and so we integrated with pay cargo to be able to do that. Um, and they actually, once you get an account with pay cargo, you're never going to really need a, you're never going to need to set up a vendor account with a freight forwarder again, which was very appealing for us and really filled the, filled the gap for us as well. And then we also partnered with Zeneta um, because we also realized that importers and exporters are going to freight forwarders on a frequent basis to get costing for their shipment before they're even purchasing the product. Well, we don't want to exhaust freight forwarders. Um, the freight forwarders are quoting on everything, but we don't want to exhaust them. And so what we wanted to do is partner with Zaneta to give us that data that we need to provide to our customers so they can get costing at their fingertips and they no longer need to wait for the, the freight provider to provide them with that quote. And then the other one I'll mention is Cusack & Co. We realized the need for cargo claims and a cargo claims bot that made it easier to figure out whether... You needed to um, file a claim or not because most cargo claims uh, don't actually need to be filed or aren't worth filing. And so we were, were able to provide that bot as well. And as we move forward and we build the ship's platform and we add additional features, and I'm sure you're, you're going to be experiencing that, Rob, as well, is that we're going to be filling those gaps with other third parties that have really built amazing innovations in different parts of the industry that we can bring together for our customer.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, so I'll I'll put the other hat on. As a customer, you look at this and it's a really exciting time, but it's also a little bit confusing. There there are a lot of companies coming up. It's not always clear exactly who they are and what their competency is and what they do. So yeah. your ability to diagnose those issues and connect them through your platform to the solutions is a huge benefit.
0: Absolutely. And you're, you hit the nail on the head there, right? I mean, how many times are they getting calls from technology providers and talking about the different solutions that, that they can provide to the different parts of their supply chain? But that means that they need a bunch of technology to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, and we're just talking about maybe the confusion in terms of who does what, and then you have to go through the bidding process and figure out uh, what are the differences and and all of that diligence. And if you choose 10 different ones, that's 10 different integrations that you've got to go through. And how many companies have the resources and or the IT support to be able to do that? So I agree with you. If we can collaborate and offer our customers a broader depth of solutions, we're we're giving them a little bit more of a one-stop shop. But also giving them best of breed, because to your point, uh, Sarah, you've forgotten more about the forwarding business than I'm ever going to know, and the needs there. So I'd much rather partner with you to offer that solution than, than try to go it alone or try to recommend somebody who I didn't know and trust.
0: Absolutely. And then uh, the next part of this conversation is around data sharing. I mean, when when we're able to come together, then we're able to share some of that data, and we're able to then um, better facilitate the technology for our customers and their needs.
1: Yeah, there's that piece of it. And, you know, I, some of our bigger customers, especially for them to be able to feed data to all those different partners and or receive it is a challenge. But beyond that, if you've got all the data in one source, you can also give that client much richer reporting and much richer insight because you've got more information that you can use to analyze their business for them in more areas. So it kind of works both ways. You're relieving the burden of them from having to do that heavy lifting themselves. But on the flip side, you're giving them back something in terms of a much richer reporting experience.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And then finally, I think, you know, talking about how you can expand your business a lot easier through partnerships and collaboration. So you can operate both on a local scale versus a, a global scale as well. And you can do that a lot more quickly when you're partnered with or collaborating with partners like Mercado handling the first mile and Ships handling that middle mile.
1: Yeah, so I'll give you an example in the first mile, Sarah, I think that kind of brings this home. We, we One of our customers is uh, in the home organization business. And I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but that business is absolutely blowing up. The, the pandemic, as we're staying home, we're realizing how unorganized we are, and we're spending yeah. a lot more money on home organization supplies, and we have the, the time to do that because we're home more. And so that business is blowing up. One of their challenges that, that we don't solve directly is they're having a hard time with their existing manufacturers keeping up with demand. And so they're looking for new manufacturers. So we look for companies that specialize in helping find uh, new suppliers, brand new suppliers that are pre-vetted and can give them access to those resources. Without that, they're either trying to use Google or some, some old tools that aren't very reliable. And so a partnership, for example, with a company like TealBook solves that big challenge for the company. Once the supplier is located, then we can help them from there once they place the orders. But just another great example where a customer has a short-term problem that they didn't anticipate needs a solution right away. So an existing partnership like that is a real benefit for them. They may not have even known that company existed. And even if they did, uh, it might be difficult for them to integrate. So now they've got a solution that's trusted and they can start right away.
0: Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point as well is the trusted part of that partnership, right? We're collaborating and we're bringing – the solutions and the innovative companies that are really strong in their domain, and we're bringing everything together and offering that to that to the customer. I mean, think about it: um, ships having access to Mercado and providing the first miles to our customers, including some of that, you know, uh, that partnership that you have with TealBook. I mean, that is priceless for our customers.
1: Yeah. And, and well, that's, you're bringing up yet another interesting thing is sort of that network effect, right? Because yeah. the trusted partners beget trusted partners. And so that, that awareness for sure is all meant to serve customers. But even for our own networks, you may not have been aware of an available solution that your customer mentioned was a challenge and vice versa. So your network benefits my network and and so forth. So that's another sort of virtuous effect of this thing is the network effect.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So, you know, with Ships, we really built it from the ground up with collaboration in mind. And that's really helped us to build a strong brand and a compelling offering. Um, I mentioned some of the partners previously that we have partnered with so far. We're not obviously stopping there. The next the next one is with Mercado this year. Um, and then obviously moving into looking at partners for an extension to some of the other offerings that we want to be able to provide our customers as well. And I know you're doing that on the Mercado side, but let's dive a little bit deeper. Why is Ships um, an important partner for Mercado?
1: Yeah, I think, I think you said it well at the beginning, you know, our, our specialty, uh, and I, I don't think I mentioned that in my opening, so shame on me, but we really do focus on the first mile. And It's our area of expertise, it's our passion, it's our core competency, and it's really what we want to do. And from a strategic perspective, we believe that's that's where we can move the needle the most um, from a supply chain standpoint is getting up earlier in the process. What that means, of course, is that we're not heavily focused on the middle mile and we're not heavily focused on the final mile. So our ability to partner with somebody like Ships who focuses on that middle mile and offers great solutions to the customer means that while we're experts in first mile, it doesn't mean that we should ignore the rest of the supply chain. Right. And to the point about teal book and or ships, it's great to be able to say to a customer, hey, yeah, I didn't realize you had that challenge, but I, even though I don't do this work, I've got a great partner, they're already integrating the system, they're trusted, we've got a partnership together, MNDA and in the whole shot. So if we're a trusted partner to that customer, to be able to extend our trusted partners to them is a really gift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we can do it. We can do it um, the other way as well. And I think what that looks like is customers that are in the Mercado platform that are using it for sourcing and purchasing and logistics, if they're looking for you know, new providers and a new way of actually sourcing and bidding their air freight and ocean freight shipments out, you know, moving them into the, the ship's ecosystem, keeping them on that ecosystem to really find the freight provider to move their freight and for them to stay in that platform to actually book the freight and correspond with the freight forwarder within that platform as well, really just provides a really great loop, right? That network effect that you were talking about.
1: Yeah, I think you're spot on. And I think you're bringing up another interesting point When I started by talking about, you know, a mile wide and a mile deep, not only do we have these complexities of sourcing, purchasing, logistics, uh, final mile, to your point, to to take it another step further, within each of those big buckets, there's multi-disciplines. And so there's a a definite strong persona called logistics. And so your expertise there helps them, I mean, you help them be able to give access to all of the things logistics in that middle mile. And that's huge.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, air freight and ocean freight, as we've seen this past year, has, has been a challenge. I mean, traditionally, it has... Been um, a challenge as well on the international shipping side. So good partnerships are actually, you know, what helped a lot of businesses last year. I, I talked a little bit about this at the beginning of this episode. Do you think that it was a real eye-opener o- eye for people? You know, like we're already seeing a trend in greater collaboration, like I mentioned. But do you think we're going to see that being supersized like in 2021? What do you think about that? Because that just gets me all Sorts of excited.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know the 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 world suddenly shifted, and almost everything you read says that every company had you know some notion of digitization so that they could improve their efficiency and increase their collaboration. They they had those notions in mind, but the pandemic accelerated their plans from over the next ten years to over the next two years. It was that it's that rapid of an acceleration and then they've also seen the impacts in their businesses when when a lot of these companies shut down they had to rely on collaboration and collaboration tools to survive suddenly there was no option to you know call a team meeting and all assemble in a conference room so how do you get all of those people who are essential to solving a crisis to collaborate you use technology to do it in in this case Zoom or Teams or whatever it was and then that sort of notion extended to everything and so it just became really obvious really quickly That uh, merging technology, all the shifts that have been made in technology and how fast it's progressed, has reached the point where it's relatively easy now to use. It's relatively easy to connect. And so why wouldn't you extend it further? So I think it's changed from should we do this to we must do this.
0: Yeah, or how can we do this? And if we do decide to collaborate with somebody, what does that look like? And who can we reach out to? I think one of the um, ones that have just come up at the end of 2020 is around the distribution of the vaccine. And I think what I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like UPS is taking one half of the U.S. and FedEx is taking the other half. I mean, Did we ever in our supply chain careers ever think that we would see something like that?
1: No, definitely not. Yeah, the whole process is interesting. I got to participate, and I can't reveal any details, but I got to participate in a conference around uh, the the distribution of the vaccine and all the complications that come in. This is a, a super big logistical challenge to respond to a national crisis. And if you listen to the talk from the people who are responsible for coordinating that effort, it was all about collaboration at every level. So, you're, you're talking about the transportation providers that they had to secure and who had to cooperate and had to split things up and, and work right. uh, amicably with each other. But also, sometimes competitors. You know, there were different drug organizations and different distribution organizations that used to compete that said, we must come together because the magnitude of this issue and the importance of this issue means we should. And to your point, now that they have done that, now they've been forced to that, and that's what I mean about the shifts with pandemic, I don't see how or why they would go backwards.
0: Yeah. Exactly. That That is so true. I mean, if the public has seen this and the public has seen how these companies can come together, it's almost going to create that expectation of their partners to look outside themselves and figure out what that looks like and how they can better their offering to me as a consumer or as their customer by taking a look at who you can partner with and who you can collaborate with. So that's just taken the saying that I always say about collaboration being the future of business to a whole new level.
1: Yeah. Well, look look at the numbers, you know. I think, I don't know the statistics in Canada, Sarah, Sarah sorry, but the I think uh, in the two months since the vaccine's been approved, less than two months, in the U.S., they've distributed nearly 2 million, uh, do- or not even, not distributed, 2 million people have been vaccinated. So I don't know how many have been distributed, but 2 million people have been vaccinated. Had they not done collaboration and had the technology been there, how long do you think that would have take, taken to yeah. get all those uh, those vials out to where they were needed into the hands of the professionals that could vaccinate people? Yeah. I, I would yeah, suggest at least double the time, if not triple.
0: And that's a sobering thought, really, right? So just just from that one perspective and viewpoint, you can see how massive and how powerful the idea of collaboration really, really is. So we're talking about, also talking about new approaches and ideas for 2021. And I know that Mercado has a transform campaign out for Q1. Um, it's a really interesting campaign. So why don't you tell us a bit more about it? I know that Ships is going to be a part of it. So I'm excited about that. So let's let the audience uh, in on a little bit about what you're working on.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for, uh, you know, giving giving me the platform here, because I'm pretty excited about it. We, when we looked at this thing, and it ties perfectly in your collaboration, when we started the campaign, obviously, uh, sorry, I didn't have this podcast in mind. But it's all about collaboration and so when we started thinking about the international supply chain and back to that mile wide and mile deep thing we said that there's three things that must occur if you're going to really transform your international supply chain and so thing number one is you must connect your suppliers and your products first and foremost so unbelievably still in 2021 most importers are not meaningfully connected with the people who make their products And so that's the change, because how can you collaborate with those people effectively if you're not connected to them? So that was sort of step one is connect the suppliers and the products. And then step number two is you want to connect those products to your demand. So even though we don't do the final mile, it speaks back to your point. Your final mile will be much more efficient if you've got connectivity between the status of your products and your demand. And Mm -hmm. collaborating between the first and the final mile will be super important. And then the last pillar is connecting the teams. And this illustrates your point exactly in, in our analysis, up to 20 people come together on a single purchase order, uh, half a dozen businesses come together, nine different departments come together, and all this is happening over months and over you know 8,000 miles. And so connecting those teams gives them the ability to collaborate, to all you know, speak the same language and be looking at exactly the same data and look at the same reports so that they can uh, accelerate everything they do and make it much more efficient. So thanks for letting me talk about Transform. But as I think about that campaign, that's really what it's all about is connecting those parts through technology so that we can get better collaboration so that we can get much, much, much better outcomes.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to throw in an example there that I f- I came across um, regarding ships. So when you have a shipment by air and ocean freight, Um, the total transaction takes 101 hours, 20 phone calls and 40 emails. And that was some information that I was able to get from Fredos. I want to be able to give them kudos for that because that is a lot of time. And that's, those stats exactly are why we decided to, uh, build the ship's platform is to be able to reduce that dramatically, so not only collaboration within the platform, but then looking outside to be able to transform that even further through the partnerships that we're going to have with companies like Mercado, with companies like Zeneta, with companies like Pay Cargo. I mean, the, the sheer numbers that I just shared there are slashed by at least 80%.
1: So that's amazing. I didn't know the statistics. And what I would say to you is, you know, I, I think a lot about communication because that's we we you and I have always been in an international space. So communication has always been interesting for us. We've never had the luxury for the most part to just be talking to somebody in the next town over. Right. And when you tell me that there's 20 phone calls in a process, think about how many opportunities, not only the time wasted, which you highlighted, mm-hmm. but how many opportunities there are for miscommunication and misconnects. Yeah. It's the old telephone tag thing where it started out as a pink bus and it wound up as a purple uh, uh, bug or whatever. And so um, you're going to improve quality. You're going impu- to improve time. You're going to improve efficiency. Uh, it's just amazing. Um, so those statistics are, are sort of stunning. And it'd be interesting when you do your next podcast, what the end result of improving that is. It's, it's dramatic.
0: Yeah. Well, and that doesn't even include the amount of time wasted on lost documentation. Like you put the document in a wrong folder and you have to go back and ask them to resend it or even multiple logins. Like think about the multiple logins that you might have to log into just to make all of that happen. It's just mind-blowing what supply chain professionals whether they're on the provider side or the importer exporter side really go through just to make a shipment happen and that doesn't include the first mile that you guys are transforming and taking care of. So, you know, I tra- uh, Technology, transformation, partnerships, and collaboration is really where it's at to really drive efficiencies in 2021. And so should we end by giving the audience a little teaser on how Ships and Mercado are, are partnering up and what they can expect from us in 2021?
1: Well, I'm gonna leave that to you because you're you're better <laughs> by far than I am. So I'm gonna leave that to you. But I, I want I just wanted to end one more one more thought on this. Um, so as you were talking. Uh, just a minute ago, is that it's an interesting time. I'm, I'm, I guess fortunate enough or old enough, one or the other, to have seen some of the big shifts in the industry. And so I was around, you know, right after containerization came in and changed global trade, totally changed it. And then we saw the advent of the freight forwarder, who kind of became that one-stop shop and filling all the gaps in the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. But there hasn't been a ton of innovation. And I, I sort of look at this time now as potentially. In fact, likely the third wave of the innovation in this industry, which is now the tech has progressed to the point where a lot of the challenges that we just accepted as that's the way it is, or that's Mm -hmm. the way we've always done it, can now be solved uh, much more economically and much more easily than they ever could. And so because of that, I expect there just to be this huge transformation of the industry into the next wave where we think about technology first as a way to solve our problems, not as an afterthought.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. So just, just to give everybody a little teaser, so uh, the way that we are going to work together is we're going to work through integration, so our systems are going to be integrated together. Any customers that are looking for that first mile and a technology platform that can really help them in the sourcing and the purchasing of their products, even finding new suppliers, will be doing that on the Mercado platform. And then once they're ready to ship or they're even looking for um, freight costing, that is when they will transition into the ship's platform. And um, you'll be able to get costing at your fingertips, You'll be able to um, send your shipment out for bid with multiple different freight providers on our platform, and you'll be able to book that through the platform. And then you'll also be able to communicate and share documentation with the freight provider through our platform as well. And so we are looking for that to be a seamless process for importers um, and uh, exporters that are looking to use it from start so that that first mile into that middle mile. And then you, you can bet that we're going to be working on that integration for the final mile as well.
1: When I just leave it on this note, Sarah, it's a real, it's it's always been a pleasure to work with you. It's been an honor, but for those of you who know, Sarah is sort of the, uh, the podcast, broadcast, uh, you know, genius because she's really good at what she does. She's an excellent communicator. She's equally a great entrepreneur. So what they've built is incredible. And I'm really excited to be able to work with her and gain from her experience uh, in the marketplace and what she's built for the customers. So, so Sarah, on a lot of levels, we're super excited about this partnership. I was hoping we we would get to this point. I can't wait to release it to the market.
0: Me too. I am definitely excited about this. Rob, you are a visionary in supply chain. And what you have built, not only with the platform, but the team over at Mercado is just so amazing and so inspirational. And I am just thankful and appreciative of you and excited for the partnership and the collaboration that we're gonna see moving forward. So I think that we could really talk about collaboration all day long. In all seriousness, it's so important. There's so much value to be had from nurturing long-term business partnerships. And I think that there's a lot of value to take away from our chat today. You can find out more about Mercado on their website, which is Mercado Labs with an S.com. And you can also sign up for a free trial with ships over at Ships. That's dot com. Thank you again to the wonderful Rob from Mercado for joining me on the Let's Talk Supply Chain show today.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Have a great day.
0: If you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast to check out the latest. And don't forget to come back next week as we have episode four of Blended, our fabulous new show about diversity and inclusion. This episode is called The World Stage. We're going to be looking at diversity and inclusion from a worldwide perspective. What does it look like for our panelists, how does it vary by country or continent what are the conversations that are being had across the globe and how can we join together together to shape a better future you're not going to want to miss that plus we're going to be back with an episode looking at passport shipping and what they are doing and how they are changing the game in the last mile. So don't miss out. That's all coming at you next week on Monday and Wednesday. If you enjoy the podcast there are a few ways to support the show. You can follow us, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook and TikTok or you can subscribe to us over on YouTube or subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com. Next, visit SHIPS, that's S-H-I-P-Z, and sign up. We are in full beta, and if you are a forwarder or shipper that wants to streamline the pricing of your air and ocean freight shipments, gain access to more choice worldwide, and utilize the best of data to reduce shipping risks, then you won't want to miss out on our platform. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And lastly, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, remember to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts and we will feature you on an upcoming episode. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.